We're back with another episode of Streetpreneur Podcast, and today I have a very special guest. Her name is Mrs. Anissa Palmer. She's an award-winning author, as well as a speaker, as well as a consultant, and also a Forbes contributor. Uh, We want to welcome you to Streetpreneur Podcast today. Thank you so much, Melvin, for having me. You're welcome. You're welcome. How's your day going so far? Oh, it was a beautiful day. The sun is shining. God woke us up. <laughs> amen. 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 That's true. Um, just tell us a little bit about where you're from and, you know, kind of your background. Let's let's start from that point. Sure, first. sure. So I grew up on a tiny, small little island called St. Croix, Virgin Islands. If you haven't been, you have to go. It is a must. And um, oh, just a beautiful experience. I literally went to school right near the beach, every school I went to growing up. Amazing experience. And then, you know, there's more, right? Everyone goes off to college in the mainland, the United States. And so it's, you know, me joining the military also was a new, a new interesting thing for me. I was excited to serve. Mm-hmm. I thought I would join the Peace Corps. And I learned at that time they only take certain majors. And so to undergraduate at university, time in the military, interesting experience. And man, losing my mom to breast cancer in the Virgin Islands, seeing her being shipped off to Puerto Rico for treatment, shipped off to the United States for treatments, and the doctors gave her six months to live when she was diagnosed with breast cancer. I was only five years old. Mm-hmm. Oh. What, um, what year? 1990. 1990. Okay. Okay. And um, what was some of the, I guess that's the inspiration behind you starting your nonprofit agency? Absolutely, 100%. And when did you decide you wanted to start your agency and just be an advocate for breast cancer? Melvin, it was my second tour in Iraq, Mm -hmm. and I'm on duty in Operation Iraqi Freedom. And I'm in full battle route. I got my full gear on, and it's hot as heck in the desert. Yes. And oftentimes soldiers will have different mirages. And so this time I'm seeing a mirage of my dear mother, And I'm taken away because, you know, it's my mom. Of course, everyone can say their mom is the best mom. And I only had her for five years of my life. But the impact that she made on my life in that short amount of time, Melvin, I tell you, Mm. when I saw the mirage of my mom, I was like, okay, I can't retire in the military. I have to get out and I have to help women with breast cancer. This is my mission. This is my calling. This is my purpose. God, I hear you. Okay. That's a powerful statement. A lot of women uh, needed that motivation and that encouragement. And um, what year did you decide to, um, did you start the agency? 2010. 2010. Yes. Right. So you're coming up on the anniversary soon or your 20th, what, 12th year? 12 year anniversary. We just celebrated December. Okay. Yes. And uh, what are some of the services that your nonprofit offers? First of all, tell them the name of your nonprofit. Yes. I Will Survive Incorporated. And why that name? You know, it was going through so many different names and I would do, you know, market research from the starting the nonprofit. I do some consulting as well to help other nonprofits get off the ground. I said, the market research is so important. And when I would do, you know, out in the community doing outreach, there were so many survivors. I didn't believe that they could survive this disease. So, okay, this is powerful with affirmation. If you have to say it every day to believe it, the power in words, I said, okay, this is the name. I will survive. Okay. Yes. And um, as far as doing your event, is this an annual event or is this something that you do, maybe small workshops or seminars that you host throughout the year? 
Great question, Melvin. We do small workshops. Um, of course, with COVID, we went virtual 100%. Um, and we change it by the month. So, you know, March, it's Women's Health Month, yeah. uh, Women's History Month. And so we do a lot of things around women, entrepreneurs, highlighting our survivors that are entrepreneurs, which has been phenomenal. Um, we showcase them through our Instagram. Um, but also April coming up. Um, it's my mom's birthday month. Mm-hmm. There's official I Will Survive Day in there. And then also because April is Stress Awareness Month, we try to do things around, you know, decreasing stress. And so we've been doing this event um, every year outside of COVID years. And so we're bringing it back and we're bringing it bigger and better. We're adding art and jazz into the, as a highlight instead of a fashion show that we used to do every year. And so it's the Art and Jazz Gala. We have six phenomenal, incredible artists that are going to be uh, featured in the event. And they're going to be auctioning some art off in the event as well. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, I'm sure that's going to go well and attract a lot of people. Oh, yes. I'm definitely into the arts and uh, definitely interested in buying art and selling art and things of that nature. So a lot of art collectors are out there. Um, let's go back to the military. Um, tell us about some of the tragic things that you saw in the military when you were doing um, one of your stints or you were deployed. So um, just tell us about something that was really, um, I don't want to get just too tragic, but I mean, you can absolutely tell us one story and then we'll go from there. Absolutely. I understand. Um, right. Yeah, it's it's a lot of tragic. And I will say I, I literally am I'm so blessed to be here. Uh, still standing. Um, so many of my battle buddies have lost legs, have been impacted um, through different IEDs, improvised explosive devices, out on missions with our sappers, with our engineers, with our infantry men and women. And I remember my first time going out the wire or outside on a mission mm-hmm. outside of our base. And we had our you know, engineers that would go out and kind of clear the route before we go out on mission to make sure there aren't any IEDs in the um in our route. And, you know, it's still it's still, you know, scary, of course, especially your first time. And we made it back, you know, but it was still so traumatizing to see, you know, other missions and other units that went out, other companies, and some of their soldiers didn't come back. Okay. And so it was um very traumatizing to see. You know, you never know what mission you might go on and you you know, might not come back. It's um it's scary and at the same time a blessing to to be able to still have life. Dealing with those issues, yeah. Absolutely. Um tell us about some of the awards you were awarded and um doing your mil- in your military service and um some of the medals. I know you have quite a few. And uh just tell us what's the story behind those medals and awards. Sure, sure. I think just um, going off to the military, you just, um, you know, especially with the war zone, you get so much medals and awards just for being in the combat zones. Mm-hmm. And so um, I will say, yes, you know, a decorated soldier is is great, phenomenal, but those awards mean nothing if I couldn't bring my soldiers back. Mm-hmm. And so I feel so honored to say that I've never lost any of my soldiers in war zones. Um, it takes a really, really good leader, but an, also... It's really tough because I know so many um, of my colleagues, my my battle buddies, who unfortunately did not um, get a chance to bring their soldiers back. They did not. Um, I know was, I didn't answer your question on awards. It's just it's hard to talk awards when so many lives um, were lost. And what was your rank in the military? I forgot to ask that question. A lot, I was a a lot of people want to know that. Yes, yeah, so I was a non-commissioned officer and sergeant. 
Okay. Okay. And when did you retire from the military? Um, I did not retire. I actually finished my four-year contract in 2010. Okay. Yes. Now, going back to your agency, I Will Survive, do you offer service for military veterans? Yes. Can you tell us about Tell us about what some of those services are. Absolutely. And so we have three programs. Our economic support program helps pay rent, utilities, travel costs to and from the healthcare facility, just to mitigate some of those expenses um, when you're diagnosed. And right now, um, it's typically women, single mothers who have about two to three dependents in the home. And there's no discrimination. You know, breast cancer doesn't discriminate and neither do we. And so there are veterans also that seek services, some who, you know, come back from, you know, war zones, you know, exit the military, you know, might not have health insurance or or whatnot. And they seek our services because, you know, they need help paying that rent, paying those utility bills, you know, keeping those lights on, you know, the cold winter we had, yes. you know, make sure the heat's on. You know, it's been it's been tough for a lot of our families that we've been blessed to be able to help. Yeah. Do you think the United States government do enough for military veterans? As far as providing, as far as providing therapy services and um, PSD services, I know a lot of military veterans are dealing with uh, a lot of men- yeah PTSD and a lot of um, mental issues as well as well as health issues. Absolutely, Melvin. I'm so glad you asked that question because that's actually our focus for 2023: uh, mental health, mental wellness. Okay. And it's not just plagued our military veterans. Um, definitely, it's there. We hear about PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, all the time um, with our vets. And I will say, um, our Vietnam vets definitely were not treated um, with respect coming back home after serving this country. I will say today, the VA, the Veterans Administration, has done major improvements in care. Um, my full, I just had a baby and my full, um, pregnancy, I got to pick where I wanted to go to get treatments. I, you know, mm-hmm. picked Northside hospital, one of the best hospitals in Georgia and, uh, excellent care and delivery as a veteran. I feel so honored to have, mm-hmm. um, health insurance, which is so important. And so many of our, um, survivors sometimes, you know, they lose it, you know, unfortunately if they lose their job, lose their employment. That's very important. Absolutely. Um, I want to touch on homelessness mm-hmm. um, because we all have that stigma. A lot of the military veterans are, are homeless and people want to know why are they homeless and they went and fought for this country and um, they put their lives on the line. So what do you think about that? Oh, how can we, the government, the city, the state or whoever, how can they better that situation? I just want to hear your opinion about it. You know, Melvin, um, we had a lot of volunteers over the 12 years of doing this work who say, you know what, we, we love doing care packages for our survivors. It's one of mm-hmm. part of our program. Yes. But can we do more? You know, and so we'll have some veterans say, you know, volunteers that would come out and say, let's let's make some sack lunches. Let's go out at these parks on the street and actually give some food to some of the homeless men and women that are out there. Mm-hmm. And you get a chance to talk to them and you get a chance to really have conversations that matter, you know. Um, and some have said personally, you know what? They don't want any government help. Yes. They completely give it they up. They wanna just they wanna just be free. Just live their lives. They wanna live their life on their own terms, uh nomads, if you will. Right. And I say, you know what, whatever makes you happy, do that. Okay. Yeah. And so others who, you know, get displaced, you know, some who are dealing with um various drug issues. Yes. Um, not just drugs as far as, you know, illegal drugs, some that are very legal. Yes. And some are overdosing on certain things that are prescribed to them. Yes. Um, and so they have different side effects that are affecting various mental pieces. Um, 
And that's unfortunate as well. You know, when you look at some of our homeless men and women uh, who are also veterans who are struggling in that area. Okay. Um, but yeah, I think every city, every county, we can do more. Certainly. There's so many. There's so many that are homeless on the streets. Right. And you also published a book in 2019. Um, can you tell us a little bit about your book? Um, I know it's called The Ultimate Climax. Yes, Purpose, The Ultimate Climax is a guide to help people who, you know, are just seeking to live a life of purpose. I run into so many people, um, amazing interns we have throughout the course of this work who, you know, are just kind of lost. And even my fellow veterans who come back and I've served, I'm moving into now becoming a civilian and I'm struggling trying to figure out what's next. You know, what can I do to, you know, serve again another way? Mm. And so with my book, it really kind of helps by chapter, you know, go through what that piece looks like for you. And for those who, you know, do purchase the book, it is out on Amazon. Mm -hmm. And it really, from the feedback that I've gotten so far, it's really helped people from our young people who are looking to live a life of purpose and then also our veterans coming back home. Right. And in this particular aspect, I want to touch on therapy. Sure. Um, Just to get your opinion on therapy, because we all need it at some point in time. Yes. And um, what do you recommend for people who ask about will therapy work and why do I need it and it's not going to do any good? How do you deal with people who have a negative mindset towards therapy? Great question. And I'll, I'll just highlight to the black community here because I meet so many, um, and I'm going to say even black men yeah. predominantly, right? Uh, right. My, my they husband, don't see the value in it. Right. My husband told me once, I, I don't mm. believe in mental health. So it's right. not something that you can believe or not believe in. It's there. Right. It's real. Right. And so whether you deal with it face on or you, you hide it, you push it away, it's going to come back. And so the best thing is to deal with it. You know, don't be, you know, finding a, a problem to every solution. You know, let's find solutions to problems. Right. And with our mental health, especially in the black community, I see it so many times. If we don't deal with it, it affects so many things from every relationship you have to workforce to, you know, relationships with your children, yeah. um, the whole nine. So it's very important to talk about something, having a safe space to talk to somebody. And so I will say I've had a therapist since I was a little girl, having someone to really? talk to. Yes, yeah. it's so important. Okay. And then in the military, I, I probably had two or three. Yeah. But talk about different things. This, you know, one I might talk about with war zone stuff and another one I might talk about, mm. you know, family dynamic issues. You know, my mom died at such a young age. Yeah, what does true. that look like? That's true. I said, I don't want to be a statistic just because my mom died. How can I be better? And how do you, uh, for people who like to talk to their friends about certain situations. Why is this not a good thing to go and talk to friends and family members about your problems instead of a licensed therapist? You know, sometimes you get that negative feedback that is not healthy. You know, when we talk about toxic environments, it's not just in our food. It's sometimes coming from people, sometimes coming from our environment, you know. And so when being in the health space, it's so important to have, you know, health spaces all around you, you know, from the plants that we have that are mm-hmm. giving us the oxygen that we need to yes. um, the the water that we drink to the food that we, you know, but also it's like, who's in our circle. It's so important. You know, if the naysayers and the negative folks who are, you know, giving us all that, you know, let's kind of push toxic, those out. Toxic it's, it's toxic yeah. environment. It's not healthy. It's right. not. Right. Yes. And um, is there anything else that um, your agency has any works besides the the annual event? Is there any new developments or um, new projects that you're working on right now currently? 
Great question. Um, I actually get blessed and honored to be able to go to Georgia Tech. They have Stamps, a scholar program. They have a national program, uh, April 1st. And so we get to share some things of, you know, what does it look like for AI in the nonprofit space, you know, artificial intelligence and, you know, what does that look like and, and how can we rebuild our team from post-COVID? Okay. Because that's that's what we're doing now. We had to close our facility in the middle of COVID. And so in the city of Atlanta, it is the year of the youth, which is so important. You know, it's like, yes, we help our families. We help, you know, our women and children. Mm-hmm. But how can we pour back into our youth? And so that's why we're partnering with Manifest Destiny, not just for our annual gala that we have coming up on April 30th at the Gathering Spot, mm-hmm. but also we want to partner with them on a long-term basis because they do art therapy and um, poetry therapy and, you know, really type you know, tapping into that mental wellness from the youth. Yeah. It's so important. The suicide rate for youth. Right. I've never heard. What, what is art therapy? Yes. Yeah, so, like no, that. great question. And um, so art therapy, music therapy, really just having positive outlets okay. to be able to express yourself. You know, so you're not bottling all that in. If it's something that you're dealing with, you know, you if I don't want to talk it. to a therapist or I don't want to talk to somebody, mm-hmm. you got still got to let it out. So finding something that makes you happy, you know, whether it's doing art, you know, and the art comes in many forms. Right. So it's so many ways to release. Okay. Yes. Do you feel like you've accomplished everything in your life that you wanted to accomplish so far? You know, Melvin, it's so funny because my mom died at 38 and I turned 38 this year. Okay. And it's like, oh man, if I get to live past my mom's age, that's a huge accomplishment just alone. But no, Melvin, there's so much more I want to do. My mom's dream was to go to Egypt. She never got a chance. Oh, okay. Yeah, she never got a chance to. And so I want to take my son. I have a one-year-old. I want to take my son to Egypt. I'm sure so you can kind of see what grandma was, you know, envisioning when she wanted yeah. to go. Are you going to wait till you get a little older or you're... Oh, yeah. I got to wait till he gets a little older for Egypt. A little bit older for Egypt. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Is there anything else that your agency... I mean, you want people to know, women to know, and men who's dealing with cancer right now. Absolutely. Any motivational advice you can give them right now? You know, Melvin, thank you so much for that. Um, Yes, as far as the event, please, please get tickets. It's artjazzgala.com. I want to thank my team for being just amazing, but also um, final words on positive thoughts, the mental health piece, the mental wellness. You know, if you're not okay in your mind, you're not okay in your body, you're not okay in your spirit. And so I really, really believe that. And so if there's something that you you know you need help with, you know, starts with the mind. Yes. Yes. I also want to get your opinion on social media. Sure. Is social media because there's so much negativity on you know, negativity on Twitter, we're going back and forth with people on Instagram. How is social media affecting people's mental health? Great question. I remember my babysitter came to me and said, you know what, I want to go back to using a flip phone. Yeah. It's distracting. She's a medical student and she's phenomenal. Because people are strolling out. Stro- you look. know, it's t- it's time consuming. And you could put all that stuff on your phone to try to minimize, you know, your, you know, right. your. It's <laughs> still coming up on your time. It's still, and some of it is negative, you know, right. great question. And so right. you can tune all that out. It's like almost putting a parent control on yourself that you can do with your kids. Right. You can true. put that on yourself to make sure, you know, you can tune out. Any certain words that you don't want to come in your timeline or your feed, you can tune all that out. Yeah. And so for me, um, I don't have to put those timeline things or you know minimize my because I don't have a lot of time to do strolling or Just, streaming things. It's like I'm on. I might be on you know for the business. I do consulting for nonprofits as well, and so it's I'm on. I'm off. I don't have time for anything negative. 
at all. Right. Peace is is the greatest the thing greatest for me. Thing ever. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, we didn't touch on that. Tell us about some of the services that you offer for people who are looking forward to starting a nonprofit agency, and they need advice um, on how to start. You know, the things they need to do to to get um, any licenses or or anything that they need. Yes, great question. And so um, I'm doing consultant work for maybe ten. 10 years now and the clients that I am blessed to be able to serve, it's sometimes even not starting a nonprofit, you know, yeah. finding someone that already has a nonprofit that you maybe dream to work with, mm-hmm. you know, so that you can add value to that nonprofit versus duplicating services. And so biggest thing I tell any clients that I get to serve is do your market research, see what's out there right. first before you start a nonprofit right. so that you can help in our community for real. Okay. Yes. So which genres of nonprofit agencies are people going into the most? It's so many different ones. Um, you see health, you see youth-focused, education-focused. services. Yeah, those are the most common ones. Uh, you know. Abused women. I hear a lot of women say I'm opening a non-shelter for domestic violence. Their domestic violence situations. So. Yes, that's, right. a, that's, a, that's another one. Yes, that's, pretty that's important. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay, all right. Is there anything else you want our viewers to know or you want the general public to know about you? And um, any, like I said, any upcoming projects um, that they need to know about? So where do you want to see the agency as far as scaling your nonprofit? Yep. So we were looking at going global mm-hmm. in our strategic plan and then COVID happened. Yeah. And so we had to scale back from that. Mm-hmm. Every time we're not ready, we have global interns who, you know, come and of all the nonprofits in the world, they come and choose to work with us, which is really a blessing. Right. But it's okay where we're not ready to go global yet. Right. When you um, say global, which aspect of global? So our services, we get applications not just in Georgia. 70% of our applications come in from Georgia, and the rest 30% are mm-hmm. around the nation and then some international. We have our applications, clients who need services in the Philippines and various countries in the continent of Africa. You know, and so say in our strategic plan, we wrote to be able to, at year 10, to move into the Caribbean. Of course, that's where I'm from. And the need is there as well, but also moving out into various continents. Okay. Um, and so the first one would definitely be Africa. Right. And that's, when I mentioned that, that's concerning opening up chapters yes. in, in different Okay. Different locations, yeah. Different locations, our our yeah. services are needed worldwide. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Very true. And okay, how can people get in contact with you? Yes, oh, I'm on LinkedIn, in- um, okay. Instagram at the Anisa Palmer. Um, and then please, if you want to get tickets, you want to come out. We are so blessed. The city of Atlanta, Mayor Andre Dickens is coming out to our events. It's April 30th at the Art Jazz Gala, and that's artjazzgala.com for more information. And we want to thank you for coming out to the show. You have truly been a blessing to us. And hopefully, I'm sure you are a blessing to other people who need your services. And I want to send a big shout out to the military veterans out there and the breast cancer survivors. And I just want to thank you for coming out. Thank you so much, Melvin. It's an honor to be here. Thank you. All right.